welcome Willow Creek Ward members. This is Lynn McKinley with Willow Creek Speaks. I am here. It's April 6th, 2022. I'm, sp I'm speaking to Miranda Peterson. Um, I had a chance to um, talk to Jeremy, your fiance, your husband in one month. And I am so excited to talk to you, Miranda. And you've been a longtime member of the ward. But we have so many new people. And again, we don't know each other's stories. You know, we see each other and we get to know each other on a certain level. But maybe there's some other things that are worthwhile knowing about each other. So I know a few things about you because I know your family. I know you were born in Utah, right? Yes. All right. Um, I was born in Utah. My mom was raised, every, my, all my extended family's there. Um, I lived in Alpine, which is just south of Salt Lake. Yeah. Um, Very nice place, Alpine is. Yeah. It's different from when I lived there. Still, it's... <laughs> Do you know when I was in college, I tutored a boy that lived in Alpine. Oh, yeah? And they had a very large home. And he, the, the shepherds, I don't know. Anyways, it was... I'm sure my it, mom knows them. Probably so. I think that was his name. And anyways, I was there every morning as the tutor in <laughs> their 10,000 square foot home. And you know what? I, Cliff and I went to um, London, England, and they had a home there in oh, England really? that they allowed us to stay at. Oh, so so cool. I think highly of Alpine. It's, it's been good to me. Place. Yeah. It so you were the young. Are you the youngest of your family? No, Paige is the youngest. Paige is the young. Oh, that's right. Paige is the youngest. And so are you number? F I'm three out three, of four girls. Three out of four girls. All right. So you left Alpine. How old were you? Um, I started eighth grade here. So your dad died. He did when I was eight. When you were eight years old. How long was he sick before he passed away? Um, once they found the cancer, they gave him six months to live, and he lived for eight. And he lived for eight My months. mom thinks he ignored it for a while. Okay. Because he had colon cancer. He was only 36 when he died. Oh, unbelievable. And... Usually there's a lot of signs when you have colon cancer. Yeah. And she Blood in the stool is one. Yes. Right? A major one. Let's just put major that out one. there. So if anybody who's listening <laughs> sees blood in your stool, just go to your doctor. It may, probably is not colon yes. cancer, but it's, it's, it is one of the signs. Yeah. So do you have good memories of your dad? I mean, do you have enough memories of your dad? Is I do. I'm asking. I was eight. Um Luckily, we had a, my dad had to have the best of the best. And so we had a video camera and we have videos of my dad, which is helpful in my memory. Like Paige doesn't remember my dad at all. Okay. She was only three. But yeah. So he started making videos? Oh, we have Lots videos, of videos, family okay. videos, home videos. Okay. And some parents before they die will make videos for their kids. I wish she had. Yeah, that's kind of a maybe newer idea um, than when he died. But that would have been neat, huh? Yeah. What was your dad's name? Uh, Steve. Steven. Steven. And what did he do for a living? He had an interior design center. Oh, that's right. Utah. And Steve did he... Peterson Interiors. In did he graduate from college in interior design? No. Or? 
He did not was go to he college. A, he did not go to college. He just kind of did that. Yeah. He, Smart entrepreneur. He worked with um, a carpet guy as a salesman. A okay. small company. Yeah. And then he ended up buying the company and built it into a whole design center. And Seriously? They did home shows. and. Where was that located? In Pleasant Grove. In Pleasant Grove. And your mom worked there? Um, or no. she helped? She had her own store, like a little gift shop in the store, but the business was my dad's. Thing. Okay. She stayed home with us. Wow. He sounds like he was a go-getter. Yeah. Wow. I'm sorry. So you lose your dad. You're eight years old. And so you stayed there in Utah for a while. We stayed, yeah, for a little bit. My mom grew up in Alpine. Okay. And all her siblings, except one, were in Alpine. So all my cousins and everybody, my grandparents, were all right all there. You, yeah. And my mom is a very independent person. And Oh, I hadn't noticed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? And when my dad died, she... Did not want to be Stephen's widow and yeah. every sister. Or she right, she wanted, wanted to be her own person. A new identity, yeah. Everyone was trying to tell her how she needed to handle things and how she needed to feel and how she needed to raise her kids. And her parents went on a mission to Africa and she left. And she left. <laughs> she up and left. She did. Oh, wow. Okay, so you came here, eighth grade, start school. Yeah. Did you start at Cherry Creek? Douglas County. You were in Douglas County. Yeah, That's right. We okay. lived in Castle Rock until middle of my junior year. Okay. Then you moved up here, uh -huh. and then you finished high school? Yeah. At Cherry Creek High School. I did. Okay. And then after Cherry Creek High School, you stayed? Yes. I right. went to beauty school while I was in high school. Okay. So I didn't do the college thing right away, because I just went right into working. Okay. Because I good. graduated with a beauty license. Good. Well, and that's why you look like you do. <laughs> yeah, so, wonderful. That's smart. Um, did you go to seminary? I did. Was it release time seminary when you were in, in high no. school? It was early morning? Um, at Douglas County, it was early morning, and then Cherry Creek was release time. Okay. Um, but then I graduated a semester early, so it was only, only like a, a semester of okay. release time. So tell me, you know, just as a, a youth, um, you were faithful. Um, were there things happening in your life that were developing your faith? Or is it, was seminary or young women's or, you know, Sunday school or family? My mom. Your mom. I've always, I don't know, I've always just been, I've always had testimony. I know it was true and I never questioned anything. Yeah. And it just when we moved to when we moved to Colorado, um, my mom had us go to different churches. We still go to our church, but she opened it up smart to see like because I grew up in Utah in the bubble. Yeah, and that there are good people even though they don't believe the same that we do. Yeah, and. So I think that helped develop my faith, too. I'd go, and I'd feel the Spirit, but it was different than what I would feel when I'd go to our church. Yeah. That was really a great thing your mom did. I wish we did more of that with our youth. Yeah. To say, go. Go and, and, and look and uh, see what's out there. When I first moved here from Utah, I thought everyone was going to hell. <laughs> 
Oh, did you? If they were not a member of the well, church, no, of the LDS church? Just or? like going to high school oh, here, okay. and like kids were smoking outside, girls were pregnant, teachers were swearing, kids were swearing. It was very different than growing oh, okay. up in Utah County, in yes. the bubble. Yes. And when I came here, I was like, Mom. What, what did you do to us? <laughs> I, I heard a swear word today. <laughs> what? Where yeah. do we live? <laughs> yeah. And I think that really opened up my eyes that there are good people everywhere. and There are. Even if yeah. we live differently than everyone else. Oh, I love that. I really like that. So, um, so you started having some health challenges. How young were you when you discovered that you had kind of a bum hip? Um, we started in elementary school. I noticed I couldn't do things everyone else could do. Oh, really? Okay. Um, wow. I hurt That's to run. I hurt, like, I used to do gymnastics. I used to be able to do the splits when I was really little. Oh. Um, just as I got older, in eighth grade, they finally did x-rays and saw that I did not have cartilage in between my joints. Uh-huh. Um, it was bone on bone. And that started a journey that's just winding up. Yeah. I think it'll always be a journey. <laughs> oh, I I would like to say it's behind you. Cause a big part of it. Everyone she's me. going to the gym after this. <laughs> and you gotta know what a milestone that is. Yes. For you to be able to go to the gym. How many hip surgeries have you had? I've had twenty one. 21. I've had 19 on the left and two on the right. And you're in a good place right now. Yeah, right now. Nothing, no surgery is scheduled. No surgery scheduled. I dislocate very easy. Like about a month ago, it pops out. And can you pop it back in yourself? No. Can Jeremy help you? <laughs> no. You got to go to the doctor. An ambulance comes. Oh, it's a under. big drama thing. It's oh. a big deal. Oh, shoot. So what kind of exercises do you do at the gym that keep your hip in its socket? Um, I ride the bike for a while, just trying to get strength in my hip. I was okay. in bed. Um, oh, yeah. Should we start, like, why? Yeah. <laughs> You're, you were constantly I was, having to lay down between yeah. surgeries, and that, that one didn't work. No. It all started, my first surgeries was when I was 22. Okay. I came home from my mission early, yep. after eight months. And you were serving where? In Phoenix. In Phoenix, okay. And All my, that walking was just not going to work for you. Yeah, they originally thought I wasn't going to be able to go. The stake president said, it was President Brimhall at the time, and he's like, knowing the medical field and your history, like I don't think they'll let you go. Yeah. But I did. My mission president was a doctor, which I think was a blessing. Excellent. And so I came home early from that. Um, my joints were bone on bone. My femur had actually ground through my pelvic bone. So tremendous pain. Yeah. I couldn't like walk around the block. I couldn't even put my own shoes on. And so I had the first hips at 22. They did the left and then they did the right at the same time. They were supposed to do it in the same surgery. But the left one um, took four and a half hours. And they just couldn't do it. So, anyways, they had to do um, the left one twice because it dislocated three times in my month's stay in the hospital. Yeah. So, those were okay for about nine years. And then I started again. 
um, they did the right one, and then the next year they did the left one, and then I fell, and then they had to do it again because I broke it the following year, and then that happened again, and I fell, and they had to redo it. Um, and then I was painting my toes and my bone graft broke. So they had to go in and replace it. And then when they went in and replaced it, it got a staph infection in the hip. And over the, this was near COVID. Um, well, yeah, two and a half years, I had 14 surgeries. I didn't have a hip. They ha had a fake hip. It was called a spacer, mm -hmm. antibiotic spacer. I couldn't use it. I was bedridden for about two and a half years. Yeah. And 14 surgeries. And it, It's just been a nightmare. And, you know, Jeremy um, has sung your praises <laughs> as being one with such a great attitude, big smile on your face, and... I don't know. We all get trials. We all get awful things. That would be one that would be very hard on me, and I'm sure many others who are just really rely on physical activity for good mental health. Yeah. And you put me in a bed and keep me bedridden, I'm going to really struggle with depression and, and just negativity all around. You handled it very well. Miranda, I hope that's behind you. I hope that your life yeah, is <laughs> healthy, that you can go to the gym. You look fabulous. Thank you. Absolutely fabulous. You said you'd lost a lot of weight. Yeah, 65 pounds. That, that's just fantastic. And you feel great, I'm sure. I do. It feels really good to move and to move. walk. And I still walk. waddle, but... You don't waddle. <laughs> You Once my hip gets strong enough, great. then it won't, I won't waddle. But. So you served a mission, you've gone through beauty school, um, you're an adult. What are some of the challenges that you faced and how did you deal with them? Um, my mom has always, after my dad died, she sat us down and said, I don't feel bad for you, I don't feel bad for us. This is our life, and this is what God gave us, and this is, we're just going to make the best of our situation. And so that's just how I've gotten through trials in my life. And um, I don't feel bad. Like I'm sure your mom has taught you to just to trust in God's plan and to just let it unfold and to know that it will be okay. Yeah. Wow. Good. She has. Um, so, um, some of my challenges, obviously my, my physical yeah. challenges, um, being single for a very long time <laughs> was not easy. Sure. No, um, it's not. I always wanted to be married before I'm 40 and I'll make it by three months. And, um, dating wasn't something I loved doing and... So about five years ago, six years ago, um, I was raped and on a third date, I thought I was always safe. Everyone knew where I was and, um, but it just happened. And I think that 
at first I was embarrassed and ashamed and I didn't want anybody to know and I wasn't even going to tell anybody it happened and but I came home and called my sister and she just she went and called my mom and woke her up and I'm glad that it happened the way it happened on how I handled things but um it was a trial of my faith like I had lived my life doing the things I know I was supposed to do I was the goody-goody of the family like I always went to church I I went on a mission. I, my mom, um, she, I would always tell on my sisters when they would do bad things. And so she'd always try to get me to do something wrong when I was out of town. Or she'd go out of town. She'd like, just tell her, try to get her to do something wrong. And I just couldn't do it. Like, I had a conscience that I would feel bad for something you did. Not, like, I couldn't imagine doing it, like... Sure. For if I did it. Right. So that's how active your conscience is. Yes. Right? It's I've got curse. you covered. It's a curse sometimes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I feel bad for what you're doing. So here you are. And so I was, um, I was kind of mad at God for a little while because, like, I'd done everything yeah. I was supposed to do. Like, I was living the God, I was living the gospel. Um, as best you could. As best I could. And then. And this Whack. happens. <laughs> and wow. so I was just kind of mad. And I learned that you can be mad at God. Yeah. And that's okay. And it was actually better for my... I'm kind of grateful, not grateful that I went through what I did, but I'm grateful for the strength that I have now because of it. And the growth. Yes. Yeah. And... My relationship with God is better than it's ever been. Like, I feel like you're going along. I thought I had a really strong testimony and was living the gospel. And I feel like I had to fall. Like, yeah, I had to go hit rock bottom and, and climb back out. And I'm yeah. even like, I'm at the top of the 14 or now. Like when I thought I was doing the best, like, I thought I was doing so great, and I had such a great testimony, and looking back now to where I'm at now, I'm just better than I ever was. Thanks so much for sharing that experience, Miranda, because I think it's going to help a lot of people. Um, overall, I think many of us go through experiences, myself included, that, um, hey, wait a minute, I didn't ask for this. Yeah. I didn't do anything to deserve this. And I'm kind of mad, right? <laughs> and you're right. That brings on a whole different scenario and a different twist in our spiritual life and our relationship, you know, with God. And we have to somehow figure that out. And it's in the figuring out and staying close, at trying to at least, um, that we do grow. Yeah. I needed, I needed an experience like that to make me grow. Yeah. Well, losing your dad and um, all your health challenges <laughs> were big experiences, but that probably was a whole different nature. Yeah. Right? Wow. And so here you are. Well, let's, I want to find out, what do you, well, I know that you're the Ward Baker, okay? <laughs> and we all love it. Thank so you. thank you for that. But tell tell us a little bit about kind of what you like to do and um, Jeremy mentioned you love movies and you love eating out. And so 
you know, good food, I'm sure, is a big part yes, of your food. life. <laughs> and do you love to cook in addition to baking? I do. I have a, cl- a degree in culinary arts. You do? I do. Where did you get that from? UVU. Did you really? So you went over to Provo mm-hmm. and got a degree in culinary arts. I did. Wow. Would you, um, what are you, what's your plans for the future in terms of that? Now that you're getting healthier, do you want to kind of keep with the baking and add to it, or are you just fine where you're at? I'm still trying to work that out. Sure. Um, I am too. It's hard on my body. Yeah. And my body, I have degrees, but it's I can't really priority. use a whole lot. Yeah. You're right. You... I'm a hairdresser, and I photography, and food, and my body's not really made for that. But it's what I love to do, is work with my hands. Um. But I'm about to graduate with my degree in um, graphic design and hospitality and tourism. Are you really? I have one semester left. You are a (laughs) well-educated woman. And that's something I can do that's not taxing. So, I don't know. We'll see. See how, what life brings. Um, Job market is good right now. I bet you find a job. And you'd probably love to work out of the home. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I need to do, I'm on disability, and I okay. can't lose all my insurance, so I need to do something that... Was in that framework. Yeah. Yeah, good. Good. What makes you laugh? Um, just being silly. <laughs> I laugh at inappropriate times, and I don't know. Um, most people, um, like when we're at the hospital, we're always laughing. And you just have to make the light of the situation of things yeah. that are going on. Yeah. And Jeremy makes me laugh all the time. Yeah, he loves making you laugh. <laughs> Favorite food? Um, I would say pie. Oh, really? Yes. We're having. Did pie your mom teach you how to make pie? She did. My mom is amazing. Yes, she cook. is. All right. So, what kind of pie? Uh, my favorite is coconut cream pie. Coconut cream pie. All right. So Jeremy says, Miranda, we're going to go out to dinner tonight. We're going to go anywhere you choose. Where are you going? Mm, I love Italian and a good steakhouse, probably. Okay. Favorite Italian restaurant in town? Um, I love the Abachi. Okay. Oh, where's that? It's off Lincoln by Target. Okay. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I know really that area. Good. I'm down at the bus all the time. All right, very good. And then Jeremy says, Miranda, let's rewatch your favorite movie. What would that be? Um, my most recent that I found is About Time. About Time? Uh-huh. I haven't watched that. It's really funny. And it's funny. Okay, yeah. good. That's good. So what nurtures your testimony as an adult? Just listening to good things. So... Um, I've started listening to a conference talk every morning and reading scriptures, or listening to scriptures while I get ready. Okay. And that gets me in a good frame of mind for the day. Yeah. And um, just doing things like that, attending church. Um, there's something about just being there. I did home church for two and a half two years. Two and a half years, like down. the rest of us, yeah. <laughs> COVID didn't it's pretty short for me. Because I was in bed anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But there's just something different about being there. And I agree. 
just gathering, being in community, sharing. My prayers are answered a lot just by talks that are given, and the Spirit speaks to me through other people a whole lot. Wow. That's wonderful. Good. Um, You're about to get married in a month. Yes. What do you love most about Jeremy? Um, His determination. When he's... He jumps right in with both feet when he says he's going to do something. And like this church thing. Yeah, he did. (laughs) Yeah. He did. Impressive. And and he did it for him. I always said, don't do it for me. Yes. My dad joined the church for my mom. And his testimony was never what it should be. And it's a struggle. I think my dad did the same thing. And I said, don't do this for me. All along, don't do this for me. And... Now he's to the point where I said, take me out of the picture, and he's like, I'm still in. So That's fabulous. And he, he takes really good care of me, which is nice to have somebody do that. Good. And then we'll be able to kind of follow up after you're married and make sure <laughs> that level of care continues because yeah. you're worth it. He's good you, about that. Well, good. What, do you have a calling right now? I don't. Oh, well, your calling is you feed the missionaries every week. <laughs> I know that because I run that calendar, and thank you for that, and I'm sure they love it. I love it, too. I didn't get taken care of well on my mission, and so when I came home, that was my... Top priority is to be able to contribute. Well, thank you, because I just noticed you signed up for a couple of times. They become like our best friends, so... Yeah, we've got great great sisters Everyone should do it. Yes. (laughs) Big plug, everyone. Yes, Yes. Feed feed the missionaries. Hey, what do you love most about our ward? That we take care of each other. Whenever anything happens or when I was down, people were bringing meals in and calling and just coming to visit. And we just take care of each other. Yeah. And there's just a lot of love in our ward. Yeah, I feel that too. So you've got a message for a 100 years down the road. I had no idea. So now you've just divulged you're 39 years old, right? I am. <laughs> okay, I would have said 29. That's usually what I get. Yeah, <laughs> and hang on to that. <laughs> you do look gorgeous and young, and you look like you're getting ready to get married. Mm-hmm. You just are glowing. But so keep a copy of this recording, share it with your posterity uh, so they'll know Miranda bef- a month before she was married. At- at this age. But what other message would you give your posterity um, Um, down the road? I would say two things. First, trust God. He knows what he's doing. And um, the second is a lesson I learned from from my mom is if you're ever in a situation that is hard with other people is kill them with kindness. Kindness solves everything. Wow. That's a great motto. Kill them with kindness. Do you know my mom told me that too? Yeah. And I bring that up now and then, and um, I think it's fabulous. Yeah. Makes you feel better when you're in a difficult situation, and it does solve the matters. You're right. Miranda, thank you so much. Thanks for coming over today. Thanks for sharing your story. Really appreciate it. Congratulations to you and Jeremy. Thank you. I'm just so excited for your wedding, and and thank you for sharing that with us, too, because I know there's a few celebrations coming up, so we're looking forward to it. Thank you. Thanks again. 